I really believe in, in, in the power of education to change lives and the power of education to give students choices and opportunities and by no means is it a guarantee to happiness and success, but I definitely think that having good qualifications can help to stack the deck in your favour. And I just vividly remember like hanging out in winter in bus stops, waiting for buses that sometimes didn't come. And people used to say to me, if you stick in at school, you'll do well and you'll get a good job. And I think really that's what gave me the passion to, or the determination really to sort of, yeah, to do well at school. And that's certainly a really important part of the work that I do with students is to encourage them to set goals. And often the, the main goal that we work on, which is often quite concrete and the easiest one for them to set, is what do they want to do in their exams? So what kind of grades do they want to get? And then we think about why do they want to get those grades? Why are they important to them? And then we move from that into what are the habits that you need to achieve those goals? Because clearly any goal without the hard work to go along with it is unlikely to be achieved. So we think about what you need to stop, start and continue. And another key part of goal setting, which a lot of students sort of consciously have never thought about, and I always ask students to go along with their goals, is what do you need to believe about yourself, your abilities and your intelligence if you're going to go on to achieve that goal? Hello and welcome to the Qualified Tutor Podcast, the podcast that brings you the latest in the world of tutoring, edtech and education, and hopefully inspires in you the big change that each and every one of us is capable of. Qualified Tutor is an industry-leading tutor training organisation and online tutoring community for thousands of tutors around the world. This podcast is the voice of this community, where we aim to hear from tutors, teachers, entrepreneurs, coaches, business experts, students, tutorpreneurs, and more from the world of tutoring about what inspires them every day, how they can help tutors like you, and what they've learned about tutoring along the way. The question is, what will you learn today? Hello and welcome to this episode of the Qualified Tutor Podcast. My name is Ludo Miller, uh, the host of this podcast. Welcome back to regular listeners. Welcome to any of you uh, for whom this is your first time listening to the Qualified Tutor Podcast. And, of course, a huge welcome to our guest today, Rachel Stewart. Now, as a brief introduction to Rachel... Uh, Rachel is the founder of uh, the Mindset Lab, which is an organization that helps uh, GCSE and A-level students, that's uh, 16 to 18-year-old students for listeners uh, based outside the UK. Uh, It helps those students achieve their potential and gain that all-important place uh, at university, at a higher education institution, amongst other things. I'll let Rachel go into details of what else the Mindset Lab does, but Rachel is, and I'm sure you'll work this out over the course of the next uh, 25 minutes or so, hugely passionate about inclusion uh, and supporting children with special educational needs and disabilities. What we know as uh, SEND or SEND, uh, maybe the first time you've heard that term. Um, uh, and this is in no small part due to her own uh, family and uh, kind of uh, kids situation, which I will let Rachel touch on uh, if she'd like. 
So if you or your students struggle with having the right skill, the right will, the right mindset, then listen up uh, and listen in. Um, this is what Rachel does day in, day out uh, through her student-focused and, and uh, evidence-based uh, coaching programs. Um, so a lot to unpack there. Um, and, and we've got a, a really great conversation lined up for the next, as I said, 25 minutes or so. Um, welcome, Rachel. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. I can't really believe I'm saying this, but this is your first podcast appearance, is it? This is my first podcast appearance, indeed. So I'm very excited to be to be part of it and see how it goes. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for, for you know, feeling uh, very privileged and lucky that the Qualified Tutor podcast is, uh, is your first podcast appearance, hopefully, uh, and I'm sure of first of the first of many. But um, as regular listeners know there is a question that we start with almost every time it's a great way to get to know our guests uh, and this episode will be no different Rachel I'm sorry if we're following uh, the same format uh, as you know for, in this podcast but uh, that question is Rachel what is your why? So I guess my why is probably three sort of probably three things I'd say um, I am really passionate about the power of education. I'm passionate about the power of coaching and also the power of mindset. And I think it's a combination of those things that has led me to do what I do now. So in, in terms of education, a bit about my background. So I'm the youngest of four and from a working class background, um, solo parent family and um, no one in my family had been to university before me. And we, I'm from North Scotland, we didn't have a car, money was always quite tight and I just vividly remember like hanging out in winter in bus stops, waiting for buses that sometimes didn't come and people used to say to me, if you stick in at school, you'll do well and you'll get a good job and I think really that's what gave me the passion to, or the determination really to sort of, yeah, to do well at school. So I was a straight A student. I've got a first class degree in chemical engineering. I went on to university and I don't say that to impress you, but rather to sort of express to you that when you've got that desire, that motivation, that actually you can go on and do things that perhaps you haven't necessarily seen role modelled firsthand. So I, I really believe in, in the power of education to change lives and the power of education to give students choices and opportunities and by no means is it a guarantee to happiness and success, but I definitely think that having good qualifications can help to stack the deck in your favour. Um, and then in terms of my passion about coaching, and that really started, I spent most of my career at Lloyds Banking Group, so I never did chemical engineering after my degree. I was all right at exams, I could do that, but I would not have been a good chemical engineer. So most of my career was at banking. And when I got my first management job, I was trained, it was a sales manager job. And I was trained on a coaching course called Coaching for Performance. It's a guy called John Whitmore. It's quite a famous book in the sort of coaching world. And I really was loved and was inspired by the ability to ask questions to help people work things out for themselves so to raise people's self-awareness to raise their I guess, belief their belief in themselves and to go on and achieve goals and then I guess mindset is really part of that for me so I really believe that the 
pictures we paint in the, our heads and the words that we tell ourselves has a big power in in terms of influencing what we go on then to achieve. So it's probably a bit of a long-winded answer, but it's probably those things, education, mindset, and coaching that have amalgamated together really into what is now Mindset Lab. Look at that. A brief uh, a brief history of, of, of Mindset Lab. I, I, I love those backstories. Um, I think they tell us so much and there was so much to unpack in, in just that, that response there. So I guess where I'd like to head next is how, why, how and why have you transferred that to academic coaches for students? How, how does that all tie into helping students with their learning? So I've always been really passionate about entrepreneurship or being self-employed and always had a passion to really run my own business and I trained as a mentor through Lloyd's as part of the corporate social responsibility and I used to help small and medium-sized businesses local to me and I loved that and I thought oh I'd love to be able to make a difference in the work that I do and to start a business that I'm passionate about and then literally it came to me the idea one day on the train where I thought do you know, um, I worked with a lot of people at Lloyd's that had worked their way up. I think this is the other bit of the backstory. And they were often director level or senior managers or heads of department. And often when you got talking to them, they hadn't necessarily done well at school. So back in the day, you could leave school at 16, get a job at a counter in your local bank branch and if, you know, work your way up into and some quite senior roles. And I sort of figured that actually this is nothing to do with these people's intelligence or capability. This was just that the skills that they clearly possessed in spades now, they didn't have or they weren't, there was a readiness issue when they were, when they were younger, they weren't able to use them. So yeah, this idea um, on the train one day, I thought, wow, if I could take some of the skills that we learn in business and the skills I know about coaching and performance coaching and bring those to students at a much younger age, I could really help people potentially, you know, change the course of their lives. That sounds quite a big aim, but, you know, to really help to those skills, those skills for success, because I think a lot of those basic skills for success are the same, whether you're 17 or, you know, 57, a lot of, a lot of the skills are very transferable. So, so yeah, so that's why I started, started an academic coaching business two and a half years ago. Okay, and the million-dollar question, do you prefer working with students or with adults with your coaching? So I love working with both, actually, um, but clearly majority of my work now is with students, and I think there's something really inspiring about working with young people that I really enjoy. I work with schools as well as individuals, but I do still work with some adults. So I work with adults who have decided to go back and reset their GCSEs or reset their A-levels. Um, I work, the oldest client I've got currently is 54 and she has had a divorce. She works for the NHS and she just really wants to go on and go to, she just really wants to go on and go to university and yeah, get a degree. So I do still work with some adults, but clearly the bulk of what I do is with, with young people. That's, that's amazing. I, I wonder how um, the goal setting then changes between because that's a big part of 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 mindset work and mindset theory isn't it is is 
being able to achieve the now by looking to the future and, and plotting out those steps between now and that that future point, whenever that is. Um, so for GCSEs and A levels, there's obviously quite a, a, a definite goal, which is to you know to do well or to achieve a certain grade at at GCSE or at A level, um, and that maybe becomes a little bit harder when you don't have you know uh, concrete goals like that. But how does how does goal setting tie into the work you do? Why, why do students need to, to set goals? So students, um, I think it, students, I guess they don't need to set goals, but I think it's really helpful if they can set goals. And that's certainly a really important part of the work that I do with students is to encourage them to set goals. And often the, the main goal that we work on, which is often quite concrete and the easiest one for them to set, is what do they want to do in their exams? So what kind of grades do they want to get? And then we think about why do they want to get those grades? Why are they important to them? And then we move from that into what are the habits that you need to achieve those goals? Because clearly any goal without the hard work to go along with it is unlikely to be achieved. So we think about what do you need to stop, start and continue And another key part of goal setting, which a lot of students sort of consciously have never thought about, and I always ask students to go along with their goals, is what do you need to believe about yourself, your abilities and your intelligence if you're going to go on to achieve that goal? Because that is often the real root of either challenges or successes, is that innate self-belief and confidence. And that's one of the key things that I work on with students And I think when I work with older adults who are perhaps coming back to education, their long-term goals are very clear. They've come back to this for a specific reason and they know what they want to achieve. Whereas a lot of young people aren't quite sure, but they think actually, let me just do the best that I can sort of with what's in front of me. And that's what we work with. You know, we don't need to know what we want to do at 25 or what we want to study even at university. Let's just try and do the best with what we can see right now. And then as the months move on, you know, those other questions and answers will become clear to them. So that's that's why I think goals are important. And, and also because I think goals really underpin your resilience and your motivation. If you are strongly aligned to achieving something, it's much more easy, you know, when you've got that vision to kind of keep going on those days where you would rather not be studying yeah it's that's such a um a important point um and it's funny because often you know i talk about setting goals with the students that i work with um and i'm not always that good at setting my own goals so rachel without wanting to put you on the spot too much do you know, do you kind of set your own goals? Goals? Are you able to to stick by them? What, what do you tell yourself if you set a goal that you then en- aren't able to to stick by? Yeah, it's really interesting actually because I'm sure for any of your listeners who are self-employed um, or who are you know running a business that actually you know quite often it's not as easy to achieve the goals that we that we want to um and it's just you know a bit like exams you've got to be prepared to fail you've got to be prepared to experiment and you know so do I achieve all the goals I set for myself no am I do I think quite resilient in you know keeping going I think yes um so this year for the first time I actually did a vision board I'm not sure if you've ever done one of them 
I'm not sure I have. <laughs> but I did for the first time, and I have it just to the right of me now. I did some imagery just on one A4 page of the things that I wanted to achieve. And even now we're in March, and some of those things actually I've decided that, you know, things have changed and I might not want to, and I've replaced bits. But does it help me on the core of them, sort of like 80, 90% of it's still accurate? Yeah, I do. I think it helps having it there and being focused on it. So, yeah, I do think I'm goal-driven. And I also try and remind myself of the advice that I give to my students. And one of the key things I always talk about is marginal gains. So the power of small changes in performance, you know, small building blocks. And really they will, if you keep faith and you keep going, they'll compound over time to make big changes and results. So that's why I try and keep telling myself anyway. <laughs> I feel like I've received just part of a session of yours, Rachel. Um, <laughs> okay, so it's grab the pens, it's grab an A4 piece of paper, it's start mapping things out. I love it. I'm certainly not very good at that myself. So, um, and it's easy to see that that um, that a student, a, you know, a child, could gain a lot from that. You know, being able to map things out visually is um, is really powerful and. Um, it's not something that you know I was taught about much when I was a student. So um, yeah, that's that's great advice. I, I mean, I guess on a similar vein, what has um, being part of the coaching and the kind of mindset field? What has that taught you about your own mindset, Rachel? What has it taught me about my own mindset? That's a really good question. So. Um, I think it's taught me about I think it's taught me about the importance of self-belief. I think for anyone who is um works for themselves, you really do need that self-belief. Or in fact, anyone that wants to get promoted at work or to be honest, or wants to sort of do anything. Actually, often the big goals, the important ones, aren't that easy to achieve. So I think you've got to continue believing that you can achieve it. You've got to have that resilience and be able to sort of roll with the punches or be able to get back up from six, uh, from failure. And a big thing I'm passionate about is um, sort of teaching students and also my own children to be, not to be ashamed of failing. Actually, failure is really good. You need to be able to fail. Successful people fail more. I think that's so true. And as well, when I speak to students about doing well, and I, the, the best study skill you'll ever learn is to ask yourself questions. There's loads of research on that, active recall, practice testing, whatever you call it. And actually to be able to do well in that, you have to be able to get things wrong. You have to be able to fail more because that's the way that you start getting things right. So that's something I teach my students. Definitely something I um, remember myself or try and remind myself of. And again, this thing about, um, I suppose, a kind of quite a personal one for me. So both of my children have hearing loss. So my son is severely deaf. My daughter's moderately severely deaf. And I think when you have news like that, um, especially for my children, because they actually have a progressive loss. So when they were first born, they passed their hearing screen, but actually they've started to lose their hearing over time. And I think it's quite easy to get yourself into a mindset of thinking about how difficult things could be or where this could go. And actually, one of the things that I think I must have read or heard somewhere once was 
don't focus on where things where you don't want things to go focus on where you do want things to go and put all your energy into the positive outcome and and where you want things to go and I definitely that's something that I try and always remind myself of and think about is let's just go all out for where we want this to be in the end and actually you know I'm pleased to say they're both doing really well but I think for any parent who has a child with an additional need, they'll resonate with that in in some way. Okay, so where is the vision of Rachel Stewart going? What when you think about when you put that teaching to test, Rachel, where what is what does 2022 and beyond hold for for you? So for me, yeah, I think so the for me, I've developed a core program that I'm really passionate about, and it definitely is about much more than just mindset and goal setting. So for me, it's really important that it's practical. So it's we talk a lot about metacognition and evidence-based study skills, and that works quite nicely alongside tutoring. I've got quite a few of my students would also have tutors, but indeed some of them don't. And it's really about how do they learn in the best way. And we the other things that we talk about are organisational skills, study planning and things like using past papers and where, how to use their mark schemes, examiner's reports, really thinking like an examiner. So for me, it was really important to sort of build that programme and I've spent and, and really test it. So I've spent you know, the best part of two and a half years really developing something that I'm really proud of, that's well tested, that's evidence-based. And this year for me is really about getting that out to more people so that I can serve and help more students. So I run, I work with schools, but actually ideally to work with schools, it's good to be in a a reasonable proximity to the school, which sort of limits how many people you can serve. So this year it's real focus for me on going directly to the consumer and group programmes and really focusing on on those and how I can help students in that interplay of working in a sort of micro community of other people who are also trying to achieve what you're trying to achieve. So I think for me this year, really focusing on groups. And I also would love to launch a membership programme where Students are actually able to come and join coaching sessions ad hoc. So once they've done the core program, a lot of students want continued support because after all, GCSEs and A-levels are a marathon, they're not a sprint. And I'd love to be able to serve people in a more holistic way and you know, perhaps also work in tandem with tutors on there. So we do deep dives on subject-specific skills, so how to nail GCSE geography or maths or English lit alongside the sort of principles of effective learning and mindset. So really trying to sort of marry it up and offer something even better and more valuable to my customers. So yeah, that's that's what I would like to do this year. Okay, well, um, we'll get you back on uh, around about February 2023 uh, to see, to have a, a kind of a stock check of, those, <laughs> of that goal setting. Um, no, I mean, if you're, if you're a tutor out there listening to this, um, that's Rachel's uh, call to um, kind of draw on the experience of, of tutors in their specialisms. Um, so if you think you have uh, the skills um, to match what Rachel was just discussing there, to help Rachel in her mission of uh, in- inspiring the children to achieve uh, their potential through mindset and through skills coaching, then um, then please do reach out at, where's the best place, 
uh, to chat. Well, definitely you can um, reach out to me. I'd say probably most of the tutors that are on here are probably on LinkedIn. So mm-hmm. yeah, definitely would love to connect with anyone on LinkedIn. And equally, I work with a few tutoring franchises that also employ my services to supplement what they are doing. And that works really well as well. So yeah, definitely always up for connections and collaborations. And you know, would, if anyone wants to get in touch and feels that we've got some synergy, then yeah, I would love that. Well, uh, you can find uh, Rachel on LinkedIn uh, by typing in Rachel Stewart. Uh, You can find out more about Mindset Lab at mindsetlab.co.uk. And uh, the the most latest and most exciting piece of um, Mindset Lab internet news is that Rachel's YouTube channel, um, Mindset Lab, is is really taking off, um, I think. How many videos are there? There was a couple released recently, weren't there, Rachel? Yeah, I actually only have one video on YouTube. I have Perfect. four. I have four waiting to be edited. So definitely that's another big thing this year. I really want to put out some more free content and be able to help more people that way. So yeah, that is also on my list. I'm also on Instagram as well. If anyone, you know, is likes a bit of Insta and wants to join me there, I'm at the Mindset Labs. We'd be great to connect, as I say, and um do a collab with anyone who who feels that that would be helpful. Absolutely. Well, I'm sure that will be uh, many people. If you, if you think that uh, you're listening to this and you think that it, there's someone in your network who could uh, collaborate with Rachel, then, then please do pass this, this, this podcast on. Um, and that way we all, we all learn uh, a little bit more. But Rachel, thank you so much for taking the time to, to explain what you do and to explain kind of some of the uh, basic kind of tenets behind the Mindset Lab, where it's come from, what mindset coaching is about, why children and students um, need that extra push, that extra kick sometimes uh, to, to achieve their potential. I think that is um, that is teachings that are applicable to all tutors, all educators uh, kind of across the board. So um, very generous of you. Thank you, Rachel. I hope you enjoyed your first podcast appearance. I did indeed. Thank you. That's been great. And it's great to connect with you sort of offline and also on this, um, Ludo. So thank you very much for having me. Really enjoyed it. And I would be delighted to come back in February 2023 um, as you give me some accountability um, to see to see what I've done at that point. That would be great. Okay, there we go. That's a reciprocal relationship. Um, if you enjoyed uh, this podcast or even if you'd like to leave a little review then just head to rate this slash qualified tutor podcast rate this podcast.com slash qualified tutor podcast uh, leave us a little review just there um so that we can grow our show and so that people can continue listening to wonderful guests uh, like rachel so um r- really rachel uh, it's a huge thank you from us um my name uh, is ludo miller Uh, the host of this podcast uh, and it is a final goodbye from us uh, until next time so thank you very much uh, and we'll see you very shortly thank you for listening to this episode of the qualified tutor podcast whether you're a regular listener of this podcast or you've just stumbled across it Join the Qualified Tutor podcast group within the Qualified Tutor community to stay up to date with our latest news, offers, workshops, and of course, simply to meet other tutors like you. Whatever your level as a tutor, our training courses will be the next step in your professional development. Visit qualifiedtutor.org training to find out more about our CPD accredited and Ofqual recognised courses, the first of their kind in the tutoring industry. 
your student deserves the best tutor possible. Make that happen today by joining Qualified Tutor.